Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we have a woman who is in tons of different areas. She has a passion for the industry, and she is helping to reach out to be able to connect with other people, other women, but other people just in general in the insurance industry, to be able to help that passion emanate throughout the entire industry. So we are excited today to talk to Midas Baltic. She is Amazing. Guys, I can't even, I don't even know where to start with this. We had just a brief breakdown right before this started, and I cannot wait for her to tell you all the things she's doing. Minus, how are you? Thank you so much. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show, and um, I've been looking forward to the moment. We've been talking about it the last few weeks, and I, uh, I love what you're doing with the podcast, and I am just excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate your patience. I know we had to reschedule a little bit. So I think it's awesome. So you and I, we've already talked just a little bit. We are very simpatico in a lot of our ideas about how we feel about the industry and where it's going, what it's doing, and kind of what we want to be able to bring to the industry. So I want to be able to bring that to our listeners today. Tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry and about your kind of your your passion and your focus at this point. Sure. So funny enough, I got into the industry from, uh, I, I, w- I was in need of a job. I found a job on Craigslist. That Craigslist, was so long nice. ago. <laughs> yeah. It was while Craigslist was still hot about 15 years ago. And it was a secretary job. I was just, I was still in high school at the time. And um, yeah, I, I took the job and I had a great boss at the time. He really pushed me to go with the licensing and things. He offered to, to sponsor me for all the um, you know, education around it and things like that. And uh, I'm glad I, I went for it, although it was a real struggle. It took me about seven times to, to take the test until I passed it, especially um, I'm from a different country. I had just immigrated to the United States. I, I was only wow. here for a handful of years and that was really tough on top of having to learn English. Wow. This whole different language of finance and how to read contracts and things. And I, it was just, I, I for people to, to grow it. up and yeah, it's crazy where people grow up with English, you know, more or less. Because <laughs> yeah. it is, it's its own language. It totally is its own language. Yes, exactly. But he was really, I mean, he I I still communicate with him today. He's still one of my mentors and he really just believed in me and he just kept pushing and pushing. He wouldn't let me quit. And I'm glad he didn't because you know, here I am so many years later. And so I have my hands in so many different things. And I'm glad to be making a difference in the industry. And um I guess for me to to one of your questions, you know, where does my passion lie with this? I think for me, it's uh, from the beginning, it became very clear uh, to myself with my own experience, how badly I had been taken advantage of in uh, obtaining insurance from an agent um, that after having been licensed and really understanding what kind of the coverages are for and things like that, I really put into perspective how naive I was throughout the process and how the people who taught me, which were my parents, on how to buy insurance were also so naive. And in the beginning, I thought, well, maybe it's just because, you know, we're new to the United States and we just don't know, but how to buy insurance, like, you know, the way that you buy it in the United States. But shortly after getting into the industry and really understanding the product, having my license and being a sales agent, I really, uh, just started to see the same pattern time and time again. It was client after client after client that 
when we would sit down to have the discussion and really review their coverages and things, and I would explain things to them, the same comment kept coming back, which was, you know, why didn't anybody else explain this to me? Of course I want this coverage, or of course I'll pay extra for this or that. No brainer here, no brainer there. You know, that it just, it yep. became apparent that people just didn't, people didn't get a fair opportunity to make the right decisions to protect themselves. Right. They were being sold on a dollar on pricing versus coverage amounts. So yep. that's kind of where my journey started. And, and, you know, the more years I stayed in the industry, the more, uh, I got that kind of feedback and it got to a point where I wanted to save the world, <laughs> but it was obvious that, you know, I can't do it myself. I'm just one person. I can only help so many people. And I, I started to dig deeper and, and kind of pick at different ideas on what would really make a difference in this industry. And it came down to me really wanting to empower the public and making the right decisions when purchasing insurance so that I wanted to disrupt the way that insurance is conducted now and shift the power to the people's hands versus the agent's hands. Because I feel like kind of like what you and I discussed before we started recording this morning, it's a little scary how many licensed agents don't actually understand or know how to sell insurance. So true. So how many true. Are, are misadvising people? It's, yeah. it's a very scary thing. So with that said, that's, you know, where my passion lies and that's where I hope to kind of take um, the industry. I, I hope to shift it a little bit. I love that. I love that. So I know you started off captive and you went independent. How long have you been on the independent side of things? For three years, almost four. Uh, I've been independent. Before that, I was captive. Um, the captive world, coming from the captive world, was a very interesting experience on its own because, you know, depending on which company you go with, I was with one of the main ones that kind of subliminally coaches you, brainwashes you into believing that, you know, you live the company, breathe the company, everything about the company is the best. You have the best products on the market, yada, yada. And, and, and it was kind of funny coming out of that because it was a culture shock to come to the opposite side in the independent channel and really realizing I had this moment where it was just like, wow, I don't have to push certain products onto people. Like I get <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't, I don't have, I don't have minimums I have to make in different areas. What? I mean, you do, but I mean, you know, not necessarily in the same way. Yeah, exactly. It went from such a sales driven environment to a service environment. And I just thought to myself, mm. how didn't I think of doing this before? Why did I wait so long? And I just think that that's another problem we have in the industry. It's such an underrated field to be in being independent. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I find that, you know, a lot of people don't, um, help each other when they're independent as much because yeah, there's some so concept of like we're competitors or something, you know, where we're really not. I always say we live in a really, really, like I live in Dallas, right? I mean, I live in one of the largest metroplexes in the entire United States of America. It's not like I'm in a little podunk area, you know, and even then with technology and the way that things are these days, we can be licensed in multiple states, multiple areas. We can do business virtually. We're not stuck with our neighbors walking into our offices anymore, right? We're not a regional business. And I think that when people really break out of that and they see themselves as a dynamic business, not necessarily a little on the corner next to the CVS type thing, trying to get walk-in business type of business, I think it changes our mindset to where then we do help each other. We do partner with each other and want each other to succeed. And I think we're seeing a little bit more of that, but historically. Being independent's been tough. 
because you've not had all that extra support. You know what I think really caused that shift where now people seem to be a little more open and helping each other and, and, and supporting each other through, you know, difficult times, like for example, with the pandemic, I think it was the pandemic itself that really shook the ground for a lot of people that made them really uncomfortable and made them have to somewhat start over in this new tech era field that they weren't previously familiar with. And so suddenly those walls they built up high for so many years crumbled. And so they found themselves in this position of newcomers coming to the industry where they just thought, okay, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? And they didn't have anybody to ask. And so I think that that really humbled a lot of people to really cut cut back off of that secrecy and, you know, uh, being more open and helping each other. Yeah. And embracing technology too. Cause I think a lot of people were like, Oh, I don't need that voice over IP phone system, you know, whatever. And that's fine. But then when the pandemic hit or whatever, we did find that, that companies that really focused on more hurricane oriented areas or areas that had more natural disasters where they had to be able to pivot easier to be able to work in a more, uh, maybe a home environment or in a, in a different type of environment were much better prepared because they had systems that they could either access on their computers at home and or voice over IP systems that they could just, you know, focus on getting things out to their clients or to their uh, their team member cell phones and they could work wherever they needed to. Whereas otherwise, the companies that didn't have those really found that they were in a difficult situation. And all of a sudden we found people who were going, hold on, maybe I need to give this whatever technology, a little bit more of a credence that maybe it is something I need to be able to pay attention to. Absolutely. Exactly. I agree with you. I think I remember looking back on what the time I was, I opened my agency in 2018. It wasn't 1988. It was 2018. Um, when I, when I first went independent and at that time I had made the decision to go fully digital and I was encountering just one after the next, you know, territory rep to, uh, carrier licensing department to this to that that was just like you can't do that what right. do you what do you mean you're fully digital that's not you know we we don't approve of that that's never going to work and well how are you going to get leads and how are you going to do this and how are you going to do that what's your business plan just all these funny things that came up and I was thinking to myself guys it's 2018 this is exactly I mean look how far into technology we are now everybody's got a Facebook yeah, majority of people have iPhones. Like that's the reality of life, right? So if you've got an iPhone, you're you've got apps on that phone. Why are we stuck in this analog era where we're forcing people to drive all the way across town to sign a, a form or right. to pick up an ID card? You know, and then I started asking these questions, and I would be like, "Well, I'll just text the ID card ID card to someone," and they they would be like, "You can't. It's not a scanned copy. You have to scan the copy." I was thinking to myself hold on a second, a scanned copy is not the original either. Hello, right. <laughs> whether I get it over fax or email, what's the difference of getting it over text? So I did it anyway. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't encourage anybody else to break rules unless they're really sure of doing so. I went through a lot of heat on that. Um, I really, really struggled in the first year because again, the concept of being digital was so new to a majority of the marketplace that everybody was against me. And I was, uh, that was already somewhat disruptive to the traditional way things were done. And so I really didn't make a lot of friends in the beginning. I think I still struggle with that a little bit. A lot of people just think like, you know, kind of like, who does she think she is? You know, she's doing this and she's doing that. And people don't like the unknown. People don't want to support something until a whole crowd supports it. So I've been somewhat of a lone soldier in this in this environment. I'm sure there are other agents that are going through it. I just haven't met them. 
Um, and I don't know where to meet them. So I'm glad this is one of the reasons why I like doing these podcasts because it helped me, it helps me to connect with other agents that are kind of in the similar situation. And, you know, even when you figure things out, it's still good to have people around you that have somewhat of the same idea. So you can bounce off of each other and, and, and continue to perfect the process. Absolutely. And so many agencies are starting to embrace texting, whereas five years ago, they were like, oh, no, that's like, you know, you can't do that, you know, but now, like my management system is now certs. And so they have a text integration with Ring Central, you know, to where we can go ahead and do all that. But it's really funny, because five years ago, that was considered taboo, right? You just could not, you just could not do that. So that's very interesting. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're progressive, right? When people do start looking into it, they're like, oh, well, Midas has been doing this for years. And you'll be like, she's so progressive, you know? Yeah. It's like, she's so cool. Okay, you didn't think I was so cool a couple of years ago. You know? All of you guys are shutting me down. I mean, in the beginning, I'm telling you, it was so tough. When I first started, I I had never had a hard time. I, and I mean this in a humble way. I'd never had a hard time uh, doing well in an interview for a job or getting a job. I usually am kind of the kind of person that really prepares for these types of things. And I try to, you know, always be professional. And, and I think I, I do a pretty good job in that field. But when opening up the independent agency, it was so mind blowing. I, I had applied for all these uh, appointments. I'm talking about maybe like 36 of them or something like that, if I remember the number. And every single one, except for one, declined me. And the one that didn't, it was because their territory rep was in his 30s and he understood completely where I was coming from and why I was doing what I was doing. But the funny thing was, you know, the first month in of of whatever sales I had at that time, which were significant, it was something in like around 200,000 or something like that in sales, where suddenly it was like, huh, I guess we could give this a chance, but I had to keep pushing. It wasn't like they came back to me, the ones that declined me that came back to me and said, hey, let's give this a second shot. I had to do something to prove myself that this was possible and then go back to them again and say, hey, would you guys please reconsider? And that's really what made them reconsider. And now we're on the flip side of that. We have more appointments than I can, you know, even count. So it's an interesting thing. It's a shifting time. And it's, you know, one second you find yourself on the successful side, the other second you're hitting roadblocks. You just have to keep pushing. You do, you do. And it's a continuous roadblock situation is what I find. Because once you once you free one roadblock, another one tends to be able to just be a couple steps away, you know, kind of thing. But then you just keep on pushing and just keep on pushing and keep on pushing. And I think in order to be an independent agent, you have to do that. It's because like we talked about a few minutes ago, things are not necessarily, the path is not magically prepared for you, right? You still have to go on out and you have to be able to find those. And I find that to be, Sometimes I, I get exhausted sometimes because I've been doing this for um, 19 years. So uh, it, it just some days I'm like, I'm just tired, you know, and I just have to take, you know, I'll even I'll even literally just take like a week and just say this week, I'm not working anything new. If I have an idea, I'm going to write it down in a notebook. I'm going to close a notebook and I'm going to put it somewhere else. And just for a little while, I'm going to let myself, you know, a week, two weeks, whatever. I'm going to let myself rest mentally. I'm just going to let myself rest. And I almost believe in when an agency gets a um, a little bit larger, like I'm not really going to say where I am right now, because I mean, I don't know that I'm necessarily there. It's just it's, philosophically, I do believe in this. And I have gone through situations in my life 
over the years that I have had to do this. But I think whatever personal life sometimes gets kind of crazy that I don't need to be pushing my business life as much. So I believe that that's a year of rest, right? Letting my team rest, letting me rest, letting technology just sit, let maybe tweaking little things here and there, letting things kind of settle in. And I think sometimes we're so being an entrepreneur, we're so forward driven sometimes that to go back and look at my phone systems or to go back and look at my management system or my CRM is almost like going backwards in my mind. But it's really that technology is constantly changing and our clients are constantly changing. Our industry is constantly changing. And we need to make sure that we do go back and just kind of settle back into those a little bit like, oh, let's just review this a little bit. Let's make one or two minor tweaks. And we may not feel like we're pushing as far forward as fast, but sometimes that gives us a little bit of rest and it fixes a couple of things maybe that I let fall through the cracks. But then I'm ready to go back and tackle that next roadblock, like we were saying, and be able to really accomplish again. Because otherwise, I just some days, I gotta say, Minus, some days I just get really tired of the roadblocks. I mean, how do you overcome that? Well, I know it. I understand completely. I think that a few things to your point. One, I think that. Um, it's a lot more common than we think. Mm. Uh, it, I don't think people it, want to talk about it, though. I don't think yeah. people want to talk about it because we almost think it's a defeatist mentality. We think if we're tired I, or whatever, we think somehow we're not the superhumans we want to be seen as. Yes, I think that it's important. Number one, it's so important. Any independent agent going into this field, doesn't matter how long you've been in it, it's important to have a good support system at home. Mm. I think that for me, I have a really amazing boyfriend who kind of preaches this theory of what you were just saying. He tells me all the time, you know, frustrations are good. Don't be mad. Like, don't be frustrated. Frustrations are lessons for you to fix things that are going to happen anyway. It's giving you an opportunity now to cross that bridge now and perfect the process so that you don't have to do it once you're deeper in the process and it becomes even harder later down the road when you've got more clients, more commitments, more responsibilities and things like that. So that's the first thing I think. Uh, the second thing is that, you know, anytime that you hit a roadblock, taking those, those moments and really just sitting with yourself and saying, you know, it's okay. Uh, to take this break or to take a week off or whatever it is that you need. It's so replenishing and it really refuels your, your soul and that fire to keep pushing forward. Right. There's a, my, my mom actually recently sent me this quote that was something along the lines of like, um, you know, there are people who are intimidated with your progress, just the way you are now. Mm. And here you find yourself at times doubting yourself in your abilities to keep pushing forward. It's a really good perspective to have because even as far as you've come now, it's likely, you know, intimidating to a lot of people that are around you and it's already enough. Anything extra on top of that is for your own sake. And this, I think as long as you kind of keep that um, close to your heart that you're doing this for you and not for a specific result or, you know, an acknowledgement of some sort of group of people or something like that, that you're doing this because it makes you feel good, then yeah. you're in the right place to continue going, you know? And I think yeah. I, I like this is a good bridge to bring up this, my insurance school too, because some of the struggles you're speaking of, like being an independent agent, it's so the, the, there's so much information. I mean, it's overwhelming. You don't know what to kind of look at where to filter things and stuff like that. So you find yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, there's a million resources, which one is the right one? You know, or true. 
you know, which one is the most trusted one or something like that. And, and one of the reasons that I created the school, there's two parts to my insurance school. Insurance school by Midas Touch is the name of it, but uh, one part of it is an agency school. And what I'm trying to accomplish with that is to give people the exact tools and blueprint to be successful in specific categories of our business that they want to thrive in so that they have a true, uh, you know, direction in which areas work best, which don't, at least, you know, I share my own process. I don't know if it's, I can only speak for what works, what has worked for me and, and the people I have helped. And I am sharing the kind of information that I've seen proven through the process of helping others uh, and implementing this process in so many other agencies. That's what I'm sharing with people. I'm sharing things that have been successful, not just for me, but for people I've worked with as well. And so this is to kind of help guide people so that it's it's a reliable resource that's just transparent and honest and direct and, and resourceful with lots of information to get you going in, in whichever direction it is that you're going in. The other part of the school is to educate consumers. It's a, It's free to consumers. So it provides many crash courses on, you know, how to buy insurance for the average Joe, how to buy insurance as a college student, how to buy homeowners insurance as a new, you know, newly married couple or uh, all different kinds of categories of information that consumer school hasn't launched yet. It's to launch at the end of this year, probably in November. That's what we're shooting for. But the agency courses are up now and, you know, we're going to be adding more as we go along. So I hope that that really helps people. That's the whole point behind it. Oh, I think it's going to make a huge difference because I think it does have to be not only that we need to be able to up our game as agents, but also we need to be able to educate our clients. And so whatever we can do to be able to educate clients, whether or not it's tapping into resources like that um, for our clients and for consumers and or for ourselves. I think that's huge. So you have an agency, you have an online schools. That was one of the things that we wanted to make sure we talked about. So tell us a little bit about your passion and how you've taken this passion for insurance in your industry. And I know that you are you run mostly a virtual agency and I know you have locations, but kind of like me, they're, they're not a requirement of everyday life. So tell me a little bit about how you've taken that success that you've had going independent and being able to really embrace technology and all these different things, bring on a great team and be able to really expand out to that, that passion that you have to really educate consumers and other agents. What else do you have going on? Cause I know girl, you're busy. You got a lot of different things going on. I really love it. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified i do no thank you i uh the school you know was kind of a natural next step after having opened my agency and it wasn't even i don't even think it was the opening of my agency that so much sparked the school because in all honesty i started the school the same i opened the school the same day that i well i should say i filed for the school the same day I filed for my corporation to open up the agency so that was in mind from the beginning that was more so 
The school came about through just years and years and years of working in the industry and encountering the same issue time and time and time again, where, Mm -hmm. like I said, going back to our original, to the beginning of this conversation, you know, I myself was a consumer once too, that wasn't licensed. And post-licensing and post-becoming an insurance agent, looking back at what my policy was covering me for and how much I was paying versus what my real need was, was a, a night and day difference. I was completely overinsured at that time. I was 18 years old. You know, I, I didn't own a house. I didn't have any properties or anything like that. And here I was carrying a half a million dollars of coverage. Mm. Why, why was that recommended to me? You know, and I, I didn't know any better. I trusted this agent because he was our family agent and I was paying my $150 a month back then. I was just, you know, I just went with the process because I just assumed that licensed agents were, you know, all trustworthy and that they were all people who knew what they were talking about. And here I was dealing with somebody who was a commission-based agent. He didn't care for his customers or to have these conversations and truly protect people for their own needs. He more so was, you know, making that money, which we all know the higher the premium, the higher the commission. So good for him for having, you know, gotten one over on me. But after being licensed and understanding what kind of, what the process entails and what I, what my real need was and things, it really shifted my understanding of how the marketplace, you know, conducts itself. So very early on, I, I kind of thought to myself, well, if this happened to me, I'm sure it's happening to a lot of other people. So right. immediately after the first experience, I decided to not just sell insurance policies, but have actual conversations with people before closing a sale. So from that point forward, that's exactly what I did. I, every single person I, I was going to have a sale with, I would go through the coverages line by line. And 99% of the time, even today, the same compliment comes time and time again, which is, oh my God, why didn't anybody else, you know, uh, explain these things to me? Or, oh my God, I would have absolutely covered myself for more. Or I can't believe that I had this kind of coverage. God forbid something had happened back then. Mm -hmm. Or I had way too much coverage. Why have I been spending so much money, you know? So these things is what kind of brought up the school. Because in my mind, I was thinking, well, one, we have driver's ed in school. Why is it that we have driver's ed and we learn how to drive a car? But as a part of that, no one teaches us insurance when insurance is required by the law. So my very first goal was to create an online school, get that off the ground. My next step, which I've completed that part. Now, the next step to that is once I get the, the consumer course for auto launched, hopefully by November, I intend to take that to the state um, to see if we can pass a legislation for high schools to teach a 30 minute free, you know, I'm going to donate the program to the schools and teach a 30 minute free course on how to buy auto insurance and what it's for. I think that 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 would really make a difference in the marketplace with, you know, young people entering adulthood and and having to face some of these responsibilities. At least they'll have somewhat of of, of an idea of the concept of what insurance is for. Whereas in today's market, you know, people just get thrown in into the deep end, you they know, do. they don't really know. They do. So, and they don't know how to pick a good agent. So that's where that end of it started. And it's really been fulfilling to provide this material to, to people, because again, every time that somebody comes across it, they're just like, so thankful. And, it, and that's overwhelming to me. I think that that's the purpose of us insurance agents. And I wish that more agents did these things. So that's why as a part of the insurance school, there's an agency training side for team members and offices to restructure their operations and really work on the the more honest side of the spectrum versus the sales side of the spectrum. Um, 
the way that we are structured in our agency is as a service to the to the public. We have a duty and a responsibility to do the right thing and to be honest with people, to treat people with kindness and, you know, just to encourage that type of activity with our peers and things. So that's what the agency school is for. It's not it's not just how to digitize your agency because that's one of our main courses being that I have a digital operation and then having had the pandemic hit and having had so many people during the pandemic reach out saying, you know, we've heard that you're a digital operation. How do you do it? I I just didn't have the time to manage to each individual that was reaching out. I'm talking about in the hundreds of people were emailing me on a monthly basis, asking for a blueprint on how to go about doing that, that I thought I need to have some sort of a course. The only reason that there is a price affiliated with the course is because it costs money to launch a school online and to have it accredited by the states and things like that. That's not, you know, something I can do for free. So maybe down the line, it'll be something that becomes more, you know, maybe on a free like donation type um, uh, uh, structure versus a paid structure. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to take some time to get to that place. So that's where I am with the school. And then as I opened up the agency, you know, I myself went through a lot of hurdles. I had some lawsuits and some different things that I was going through because of the way I wanted to run things and, um, you know, all the carriers being against it and all these different kinds of things. And I made it through those times and I ended up on the on a positive note and I, I was able to start over again and, and get to the place where I am today. But through that process itself, I thought to myself, you know, insurance is, is something that has been, it's embedded into our economy. It's the law. It's a great career to have. Why the heck is it so hard to get started, right? Yes. I would call the State Department of Insurance and I would say, you know, I, I'm opening up an independent agency. What resources do you have? They would say, well, go to your local library. And I was thinking, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I, I love the library, but like, are you kidding me? It's going to take me so, so much time to do all yeah. this research. What do you mean it's not online, right? So through that process came this other concept of why is it so hard to get into our industry? Being captive is pretty easy, right? You you apply for whichever captive company you are. Right, and they walk you through so much. And yeah. they make sure you have all the little pieces. Because my dad was with Allstate. When I went independent, I would call him and I'd say, so what is, where do I get E&O? He goes, what is E&O? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know. That's just what they do. And he goes, I, I don't know. I don't have anything to do with that. And it was one of those things where I didn't even know the foundations of the stuff I needed to have. Yes, exactly. Which is, you know. Oh, that's kind of a scary thing too, because it's like, no wonder agents are conducting business incorrectly because they don't know how to get started the proper way because nobody's ever told them. Everybody's just kind of doing their best that they can with the information they have in their surroundings, whether that's on Google or wherever it may be. But that's part of the root of the cause of these issues, right? So that's kind of what led me into these other companies from, and I guess I should maybe list them off, but we've got um, four other companies on top of the school, one of them being uh, Licensed Insurance Agents USA, that's licensedinsagents.com. Uh, that is uh, pretty much an Indeed for the insurance industry. It's a, it's a job site where team members can upload their resumes and uh, like a short video clip of themselves and what they're looking for in an office environment. And it's for brokers or independent agents or even captive agents to scout talent. Um, because I feel like that was one of the biggest hurdles in opening up an agency, especially in the digital, yeah. on the digital aspect, yeah. you know, you would be so surprised here. We have an industry that's typically nine to five, uh, Monday through Friday. Sometimes, you know, we, most of us were grueling hours, even that's 
what it's supposed to be. Technically, it's nine to five, Monday through Friday, but most agents probably work eight to seven to eight to 10. I found myself even as a team member staying till nine o'clock at night, sometimes working really hard to close things out. So, you know, with that being said, when I opened up the, the office and I wanted to be digital, I had all these job ads where I was paying all this kind of salary that was a great salary, plus work from home, plus flexible schedule, plus this, that. And most of the feedback I got from the marketplace was, um, you know, I don't know that I want to work digital. This is so new. Well, who else is doing it? I don't know anybody that's worked remotely. And I was not having, I was being unsuccessful in hiring because simply for the fact that these team members had never had the experience of working remotely. So they mm-hmm. couldn't envision what that was like. Right. And that was just so mind blowing to me. So, you know, I kept thinking to myself, where do I find these agents? Where am I going to find helpers? And I was, you know, doing the typical job search, Indeed, Monster, local Craig's, not Craigslist, the local classifieds and, you know, LinkedIn and stuff like that, but it was still taking too much time. I'd hire a person, they'd stay three months and, you know, turnover was high. They'd leave. I'd have to hire another one, waste a bunch of time, spend a bunch of money and they would leave again. And so that's where this concept was born of having a a, a local place where all insurance agents could connect with each other. Hopefully office owners can find the right type of team member for their environment team members can also have some input on which kind of environment they want to work in because that's equally as important. Um, So that's licensed agents. uh, That's the company licensed agents USA. And then from there, we've got um, another company, which is uh, it's called Ian insurance agent networking. It's a uh, insurance agent networking.com is the site which provides curated content for insurance insurance professionals for social media. So it's a content library with customized uh, posts and things that we've created with over 800 different posts available that people can register for the site. And it's branded content for your own business with your own logo, your own color scheme thing for you to just be able to post content on social media. Because I know a lot of people struggle with what do I post coming up with that content? So rather than them having to kind of think about it, we've created all kinds of different templates that they can customize to their own agency and, you know, purpose for repurpose for Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whichever channels they're using. So I think that that will be something helpful for people who are looking to market themselves in a more, you know, streamlined way. Right. Um, that way they don't have to spend so much time on coming up with this content. It's there for them. And then we've got the digital insurance brokers, uh, digital insurance broker solutions, which is the dibs program insurance dibs. Um, what that is, is, uh, is a also kind of a school program. It's, uh, it's designed to, uh, to help you take the first step into the direction of opening up an independent agency. It leads you from A to Z, from how to obtain business licenses to how to get licenses. Nice. In different states how to obtain appointments, how to structure a business plan, how to hire team members, what software to all kinds of stuff. So it's a full-on program to help people become digital insurance brokers. Okay. And that's more so for people who are new to the industry. Uh, we have digital courses for agents who are already in the industry in the school. And then obviously we've got the uh, office, um, the insurance office, you know, about that. That's the whole reason I'm here, right? So the, the, the insurance office runs 100% digital. And um, that's been an interesting field to be in. It's been a really fun and exciting time. It's been really fun and exciting to help others bridge into this um, mm-hmm. space and really kind of understand that the 
possibilities on the internet are much more vast than being a local agency. There are no borders in your community when you're operating digitally. You can your your reach is so much farther, and your you know ability to help others is so much bigger, and um, your income therefore you know for us it quadrupled. Um, so it's been a great thing, you know. I love and it. I hope that others can benefit from all of them too. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love how you're taking such an educated and a, a team approach with agents and consumers because it is such a well-rounded approach to being able to help the industry just overall. I mean, from clients to, 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 to professionals, you know, and I love that you're really doing that across the board for everything. And, and it all kind of spawns from your agency experience and the things that you wish you would have had access to. Exactly. That's exactly what it comes from. And I think that's the best place is, you know, having a pure understanding from your own perspective before trying to give others advice on it. Because I've been in a situation where I've had other people try to tell me and lead me in the right directions, but they've never done it themselves. It's just their opinion versus mine. And here I am, someone who's actually gone through the process and had the trials and errors. And I'm coming up on the other side saying, look, this is what I encountered. This was my problem. Here's a solution I hope that helps everyone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. Have you guys found that a lot of agents are very open and receptive to that? Have you been able to uh, really connect with agency people, owners, you know, CSRs, whoever it is who might be able to get on out there, um, have they been pretty receptive on that? I think it's super amazing for the industry overall. Thank you so much. I think that we still are lacking some exposure. I think that the people we've been exposed to on the digital side, so ever since the school has become an online school, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I have to be, you know, candid with you on that. I I don't want to inflate something that's not real. I'm an honest and transparent person by nature, so I'm going to share that with you. on the before we took the school online when I was doing these I I, I did this I've been teaching people since 2010 so it's been a long time I've implemented these strategies in over 500 different offices the same strategies I use in my own office right Um, I was hired uh, by the captive agency that I was working by the captive company I was working for I was hired by them to go around the country training agencies on methods and you know in the beginning it was really tough and it was really scary because because I thought to myself, you know, yeah, it works for me, but what if it doesn't work for this person in Ohio or wherever else there might be, you know? So it's very quickly, though, it became apparent that it wasn't just something that worked for me. Just logical, common sense methods that yep. helped everybody. So it, shortly after getting going, it really became apparent that this was a product of something that I could help, you know, a lot of people with, not just individual agencies in certain um zip codes or states and so forth. So when the school wasn't digital, we had a lot more traction, but ever since the pandemic hit, having to flip everything to be on, on online, I think there's a little bit of hesitation still. And maybe it's before it's time, I don't know. Well, that's to be determined, right? But I have a lot of hope and I think that, you know, once people really understand the purpose behind all of these ideas, I think that it's kind of a no brainer to to participate. Yeah. No, and I, and I completely agree with you. And it's probably just, just, you know, a little bit of time to be able to kind of get its feet up, feet up underneath it. And I think it's, I think a lot of really good ideas and a lot of really good passion behind it and a lot of good, I'm sure a lot of good content. And um, I know that I'm going to go check it out. So, and I know that um, too, um, your insurance, uh, like you said, the Indeed portion of that business is, sounds really important too, because I know that as a business owner, that's one of the hardest things is hiring. And it's really also finding people 
that have the skills and or the heart that you have, because that's very hard. You can't teach that. You can't, you can teach computer skills, but you can't teach the heart. And if we can match up with people who want to be able to work um, in the same way or with the same type of focus that we do, then that alone is going to take away 50% of the challenges that we have in hiring and being able to even, even for our team members to have a good space that they want to work in. If we can really be able to express who we are, they can really express who they are exactly. that is together exactly. in the middle. Yeah. That's exactly the purpose behind it. You know, I, I was, it, it's not just from an agency perspective. The first perspective that I had going into licensed agents was, well, I was a team member. And when I was a team member and I wanted to work remotely, it was a huge issue. Yeah. Why? Why? I was, I was outselling anybody within the state. I, we were number one on the West Coast for, for like eight years in a row because of all the sales I was conducting. But I wasn't working physically in the office and I struggled so hard in finding an agency that would accept what I wanted to, how I wanted to work under my terms. Yeah. So I, I bounced around from different, like seven different offices before I found an agent that was like, you can be in China working. I don't care. As long as you're making sales, I don't care where you are. And so shortly after I started, he, he saw what I was doing. He was just so, you know, he was amazed and he just thought, why isn't anybody else doing this? And that kind of is what set me on this digital journey. But going back to the point of having been that team member that really struggled to find an agency that appreciated my skills and let me shine for who I was rather than trying to fit me into some specific box. That's where this idea really originated from. And I thought, you know, it's too bad because now as an owner, I'm willing to pay for that talent, right? I'm I'm willing to employ those people. I I want those people, but I don't know where to find them myself. Even today, I still don't know where to find them. It's always hit and miss. Sometimes it's LinkedIn. Sometimes it's Indeed. Sometimes it's word of mouth. Sometimes it's Facebook. Like it's all over. And I thought to myself, why don't we have a local place where everybody can come to to exchange this kind of information. Just anybody who's licensed can upload their information and anybody who's looking to hire can you know, go through this list of people per categories of what they like to do. So to give you a little bit more insight on the website itself, you can categorize what you're looking to, um, what kind of job you're looking to have. So like, for example, I, I've worked in agencies where some people like to only sell auto insurance. Some people like to only sell life insurance, but they're being put again into this box to sell everything. And maybe they don't feel comfortable. So yeah. because they don't feel fully comfortable, they hold themselves back and they're not reaching their full potential. And so the site is is a site that will allow people to really put down what their needs are as a team member, what they would like to do and how much they would like to get paid for it. And, you know, what what direction they'd like to take, whether it's working remotely, working in the office, being a life only agent, doing everything, doing only commercial, doing only auto, whatever that may look like. And I hope that this puts, again, power back into the people's hands, because I feel like there are so many agents who are taking their employees for granted. And this is this might be something that I become hated for later down the road in our industry from <laughs> other perspective, but I don't really care. I think that it's important to give back to the community. And I, this is one of the ways that I hope to give back to people is by putting that power back into team members' hands to really be in control of their environment and their career and therefore hopefully making them you know, feel more fulfilled and be happy and excited mm. about what they're doing. And then from an... I'm also anticipating that this will create a better, you know, work-life balance. Mental health will become much better, much more improved because they'll be happier and they won't be under pressure for working in this office or that office that doesn't appreciate who they are. And then from an agency standpoint, it's, you know, the flip side of it is we struggle the same way team members do only 
we struggle more financially because we have to take that initial investment. The first few months you hire somebody, that training, the time spent, the money you spent, you know, on the payroll and things like that, just to find out that they're not a great fit. So the fact that there isn't a system out there already, that's kind of what really blew my mind. And I thought, you know what, let me just go for it. Let me see if I can make this happen. And so we're in the beginning stages where the the full website is still being developed, but you can pre-register for a discounted price on online because we do charge a, a $3 fee to host your resume and your video online. And from That's an agency, yeah, it's not that much. And, and, and from an agency standpoint, it's $6 a month okay. to scout talent. So, um, I think it'll be a great resource once it is fully up and running, but anybody who's looking to pre-register, those are the prices now later, once we launch, they'll increase and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it's awesome. And Midas, if people want to reach out to you, you have so many different things going for you and so many awesome things that I think people will want to be able to talk to you about. How would you want them to be able to reach out and connect with you so that they can learn and grow from all the things you have available? So uh, the best way is via text. I know I'm a little crazy for sharing my personal cell phone number with everyone, but it's all over the internet. We have a huge social media presence. It's all over my social media. So anybody looking to get in touch, my phone number is 310-990-6778. You're welcome to text me. Text is preferred only because I stay so busy. My phone constantly is blowing up. Text message, I get too much quicker. Um, And, you know, text with your questions or anything that you need, and I'll see what I can do to help you get into the right direction. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be able to talk to us today. And um, you know what? How about if we have you on like in another six, eight months, a year, something like that? Because I really want to see where all this is going because I think your timing is perfect with where the insurance industry is. And I think that you're really the future of where a lot of us are going. So I'm really excited. So we're going to have you on again and check in on you. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I would love that. I would love that. I can't wait. That's awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as we talk to Midas, and she actually goes by the Midas Touch, which I think is fabulous. I wanted to make sure, I don't think we really mentioned that. So I got to put that in there because I'm sitting here thinking that I love how people, um, how you have specifically created that very, very memorable thing that, uh, that, that really connects you to people and something very familiar in our, in our society, in our community. So kudos to you on that too. I wanted to throw that in, but thank you. Trust the Midas touch. Trust the Midas touch. I love that. I love it. Thank well, you. everybody, thanks so much for listening today as we talk to Midas specifically and here on the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Make sure you do subscribe every single week. We have another amazing woman that we talk to. And so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you want to be able to have us talk to somebody specifically that's made a difference in your life and somebody maybe who's made a difference in your career. We're here every single week celebrating women all throughout the insurance industry. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. Thanks, Teresa. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high-quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordlin, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.